Welcome to Rise and Shine. I'm your host, Abby Cornelius. Let's get started. Today, I want to talk to you ladies about transitions. Transitions can come in many forms and functions. You can have a career transition, just a simple job transition. You could have a season of life transition, like having kids or kids going off to college and now you're an empty nester. And then you can also have transitions that are maybe put upon you like you have to move out of state or there's a health crisis that you're facing and you need to make some decisions. No matter what transition period you're in, I think it's good to have conversations with other people who have transitioned to see what advice that they would give and to see how maybe you can best set yourself up for success. Now, I get a lot of women that reach out to me to ask about my transition from corporate to being an entrepreneur. Uh, I also get questions about transitioning companies because I was with my first company for 13 or 14 years and transitioned to another company, and that was a pretty big leap on my part. So I do get women that ask about these transitions to other companies as well. So I wanna kinda just give you guys my two cents on what those transitions look like uh, what I would encourage somebody who's transitioning today to do, what I did that I liked, maybe what I did that I didn't like or didn't think through maybe as much at that time to help you with whatever transition in life you're facing. So I want to go through three specific transitions on today's podcast. I want to go through one, my transition to motherhood while working in a corporate setting. Two, I wanna go through my transition to a separate organization. And three, I wanna go through my transition out of corporate into entrepreneurship. And what I did ahead of time, what I did immediately after, and then now how I feel reflecting back. So let's start with my transition to motherhood. So transitioning to returning to work after maternity leave, was very challenging for me with both kids. You'd think after the first one, you'd be like, oh, I got this, I know what to ask, I know what to expect, but it was a different ball game in both scenarios. So one of the things I encourage women who are even considering getting pregnant, this is before you even find out that you're pregnant, make sure you fully understand your company's insurance as it relates to maternity leave, um, what's covered, what's not covered, how long your short-term disability is if you have that in place, and what kind of benefits do you have afterwards. Try to make sure you have a sense of what this pregnancy is going to cost you. When I started with my company, I had one friend have a kid and it only cost $500. By the time I got around to having kids, the insurance had changed so many times that having that kid cost me $3,000. So I did my research, I could prepare for that. That's just the medical expense, not to mention, okay, now I'm going out on short-term disability. If I have a normal delivery, I got six weeks partial compensation. If I had a C-section, I got eight weeks partial compensation and trying to fill that gap to make sure I could afford to take the full three months. So for me, for my first daughter, I mean, I think I saved like 15 to 20 grand, which I know sounds crazy, but in order to pay for the kid, in order to pay for that gap in, in pay and coverage and to be able to truly enjoy my maternity leave, that's what it cost me. And then it was about the same for my second as well. Um, and then if you're in sales, there's even an extra component of you're going to blow through your backlog while you're out on maternity leave. So when you come back, you may be uh, slower to get ramped back up because you wouldn't have been selling for three months. So that's another conversation. If you ladies have questions, definitely talk to your HR about how that works out. But these are things nobody talked to me about. So I want to make sure I stress that to you. In addition, if you plan to return to work as a nursing mother, there are 
um, actual policies to protect you that you should especially if you're working for one of the larger home builders, they're obligated to supply a private room for nursing with a lock, room for storage, and adequate breaks to make sure that you are having the time to pump. Now, I can tell you with both of my pregnancies, this was the hardest part of my transition because I wanted to be a nursing mom. So with Cece, my oldest, I was a trainer, so I was on the road a lot. So that made it really challenging. I remember one time having to pull over because my car pump wasn't working and I had to pump in a McDonald's public restroom at the sink. Totally embarrassing. I also had a work conference in a hotel where I tried to sneak out before the bathroom break to go pump in the public restroom and I did not time it well and about 50 ladies come running in to go pee while I'm standing at the sink in a hotel lobby bathroom uh, pumping. So not the fondest memories for me. And in both cases, I didn't sustain very long. With Cece, somehow I managed to survive three months. We'll call that first mom drive. With Lucy, I think I made it a month after my return to work, but I also didn't ask for the right accommodations. I didn't know I could, and I was not provided with them. So on my first day returning to work, I didn't even know what I should ask for. Um, so when I get to work for returning with Cece, I did have an office that I was going to for when I wasn't in the field. And so it was an office day and my office had a floor to ceiling window. Didn't even think about this. My door didn't lock. And this is kind of the environment where everybody just comes and goes and, and says, hey, and pops in and asks questions. And so my first day was me scrambling to get a maintenance guy. Um, and thankfully I did have help with people in the office. They helped me get a maintenance guy to put a lock on the door. And then we did cardboard cutouts to cover my window. So basically if anybody saw these cardboard white cardboard cutouts in my window, they knew I was pumping. Um, but I had access to a refrigerator to store my milk. I had a locked door and I had a thing, but we were rushing to do that day one. You can ask in advance to make sure that you have what you need in place before you return to work. So you're not adding stress on top of an already stressful day. So that's one of my tips if you're transitioning as a working mother. Make sure you fully understand your benefits and your maternity leave coverage. Make sure you have accommodations if you plan to return to work as a nursing mother. There were times where I would go to work and I had to pump behind an unlocked door and people would walk in or we'd put a sticky note that says, please don't enter. <laughs> How many times do people still enter even though there's a sticky note, a good bit. Um, these were not proper accommodations. And I truly think this was a result of two things. One, working with a lot of men, so nobody's thinking about this, right? And they don't experience a lot of maternity leaves to know what they should have in place. But also women don't know what to ask for and we don't wanna be difficult, we don't wanna be demanding, we don't want them to think, oh, I had a kid, you know, I'm I'm complicated now, or I'm, I'm needy, or I'm high maintenance. So we don't advocate for ourselves the way that we're supposed to, where honestly, you should be able to leave a meeting because you have to go and pump, you know, especially these days where I was in back-to-back -back meetings, um, I would feel uncomfortable leaving like I was gonna miss out or it would be frowned upon, ended up getting mastitis, which is even worse. So there's a lot of things you can do to make that transition easier, but I wanna make sure that first and foremost, you advocate for yourself, learn your rights, ask for what you need. Don't be afraid about being um, high maintenance or difficult. You're not, you're a nursing mom. You're trying to do a beautiful thing for your family um, and for your baby. So do whatever you have to do to make that happen. And that's gonna start with conversations up front. Don't expect your company to anticipate those needs and to prepare for them for you. That's definitely something I would encourage um, you to advocate for, especially if you work in an environment with mostly men where they may not know what to ask or be thinking of that. So that was my transition as a working mom. Another part of that transition 
was resetting my my personal work expectations. So I worked for a long time before I had kids. Kids didn't come early for me. So I was pretty high drive in my career. I was happy to work nights and weekends, you know, get wherever I could get, make the most of my time. And when I had my daughter, I continued at that pace for probably two years before I realized this wasn't sustainable. And I regretted it. So I do encourage you to maybe reset some boundaries and say, hey, I know this is how I worked in the past, but this is how I'm going to work now moving forward as a mom. And even if those are just personal boundaries with yourself, knowing, hey, I'm shutting the phone off when I get home, not working all my days off, whatever that looks like, feel free to reset some boundaries because you cannot add this whole new person to your life and not reframe the way that you work. And I'm going to tell you, I got way more efficient at work. I wasn't bullshitting as much. I wasn't slow playing it because I knew I was working nights and weekends. I got highly efficient. So I'd say my work productivity was probably the same, if not more, after I had my daughter, um, because it forced me to work smarter to maximize my time. So that's the transition to motherhood. Let's talk about the transition to another company. So when I decided I wanted to explore another opportunity, I was really clear about what I was looking for. And I think that's really where any transition should come from. Isn't a, it, it isn't about I'm running from something. It's about what do I want to run to? So I'd been in home building a really long time. I'd only ever worked for one home builder. And it was kind of like, you know, I knew what to expect. I knew what there was. But I also knew that the home builder I worked for didn't operate the way as basically the rest of the industry did. And so to have a full good career growth, I wanted to experience another um way of doing business. I also wanted to experience another work culture. So I'd only ever worked for this one builder. They were very conservative company, very fiscally, you know, responsible, not a lot of risk, um, and just very structured and processed. And I would say, um, you know, very boldly, they are all about profit. They have it in their mission statement. They're there for the shareholders. And you could feel that as an employee. So I was trying to find a vibe where maybe I could get a better culture win and to experience a different side of the industry as a whole. So I had some clear goals when interviewing and that made it really clear when I go into an interview, is this gonna be more of the same or is this gonna be different enough to for me to feel like it's worth the risk of leaving? So leaving an organization does feel like a risk, right? Um, I remember I tried to leave years ago and I got talked into staying and one of the things that somebody said to me, it's like, this is the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. And that's very true, right? You don't know what you're getting to. Every home builder has their own set of opportunities for an improvement and their own set of things that they're working you know, to be better at. So there's no, there's no magic employer out there, guys, just like anybody who's a hiring manager, there's no magic employee. So you have to keep that in mind. But can we improve a little bit and get a better environment is what I was looking for. And ultimately, I found that and I did transition. Now, that transition was really hard because I was there for so long. And if you guys work anywhere for, let's call it five years, you form strong relationships with the people you work with. And they're your work family. And so to leave that was very difficult for me to say goodbye to all of these people that I knew, even though we were close, we weren't gonna be as close if I didn't work there anymore. Also, I didn't want to, I didn't wanna have to explain myself to a lot of people. I wanted me to process this in my own way. So I actually chose, and I highly encourage this, 
for like a month to three months, just don't talk to anybody. <laughs> if it, unless they're like your BFF, like you don't need to entertain everybody's question about why you left and what are your feelings and like you don't need to do that because it's so fresh. And if there is a little bit of anger or disappointment or frustration in that transition, um, share that with very few people because you will process through that. Um, and, and get to the other side. And what you really want to do, and, and I've said this in a post earlier this week, like hindsight for me is I wish in all of these transition, I focused more on building the new than I did on what I was like, what was going on in the past and, and trying to hold on to those old ways of working or work mindset and you know, we've all had that person that comes in from another company and is like, oh, well, that's not how we did it at my old company or this is how we did it at my old company. Like I really tried to not have that chip on my shoulder about what I did in the past, but focus on the new. And I would highly encourage that with um, organization transitions as well is just be focused on how can you adapt to that new way, limit your contact with your old organization so that you can fully focus on the new and that you're not bridging this gap. I really think that people who hold on too long to their past organizations, it makes for a longer and harder transition period. So I would encourage that as well. And also don't don't, like I said, don't leap because you're really running from something like make sure that what you're running to is what you want in that next move. So you do have to be really clear about your goals and um, what you're hoping to gain by making this transition. Some people are happy to hop for money. Um, and when you hop, uh, if you've got experience, you absolutely should ask for, you know, pay raise. Don't make the transition. I mean, it's going to be difficult and clunky for you. Don't do it without a pay win. <laughs> um, you know, I, I promote this uh, maximizing your personal exchange rate. So transitioning is a lot of extra time and energy. So make sure there's a financial win in there so you don't feel disappointed by the transition. Um, but make sure that you're also gaining, you know, something that you're excited about and looking forward to so that you have the energy to put into it. So those are kind of my best tips on transitioning to another organization. When it comes to leaving an organization altogether and go out and going out on your own, that takes a little bit more planning and preparation and a little bit more clarity. So I kind of got the itch. Well, I've always had the itch to own my own company or to do my own thing. You know, I grew up where my mom was entrepreneurial. We always had a family business. So that was kind of in my blood. But I also really loved the corporate security. I loved the ego boost of achievement and titles and all of that good stuff, which I'm unwinding in my personal life now. But for me, the transition was more about, you know, maybe it was COVID or, you know, I call it the great awakening. Like my priorities just reset. I wanted to spend more time with my kids. I wanted to have flexibility in my schedule. I wanted to be a, a bigger decision maker and incorporate, even as you rise, you're not the ultimate decision maker. There's plenty of people above you that are still uh, pulling the strings and calling the shots. And I wanted to be focused on people and let people and people mindedness drive profitability and drive results. And I'm very passionate about that. I think profits, of course, important. You can't have a business and, and feed your family and do all of that if you're an entrepreneur without profit mindedness. But we do that through having really great appreciation for our customers and for our each other. It's family run. So we care about each other and that's how we're going to get there. Um, but for me, it was planning. Hey, if I'm going to leave, what are my options? Explored a million and one options, tested things, did all of this nights and weekends outside of my job to just figure out if something else out there sparked joy. And that was a long 
journey, right? That was a long journey to get my confidence up in somewhere. It was also, hey, you know, I have I've always been the primary uh financial earner for our family. Sean was a stay-at-home parent, which was huge and incredibly helpful. Um, but for me to say, hey, I want to go out on my own means where's that money going to come from? So we had a financial plan and a savings plan. And I jumped a little early. I'll be the first to admit that. I probably should have waited another six months. Um, but I did have a half-baked plan. And I did have money saved. And I did have enough uh, risk balance for me to feel comfortable with the leap. And that's where, you know, people are like, oh, can I do it? I'm like, hey, that's entirely up to you. Everybody's risk uh, aversion level is different. I'm probably medium. I'm not super conservative, but I'm not like jumping the, the net will catch you. I want to have like <laughs> a, a little bit of a safety net there. So um, anyway, that's kind of my two cents there. And again, Avoiding conversations with everybody and anybody when you do decide to leave, uh, let yourself process. There's a lot of feelings that come along with leaving a company. There's a lot of things that you have to unwind. I mean, I'm 18 months since leaving and I'm still undoing corporate mindset and corporate behaviors and my you know, need for validation and need for all of this stuff. Like it, it corporate setting is designed to make you seek um acknowledgement and achievement and the attaboys and all of that entrepreneurship there's nobody there giving you that I mean obviously your profitability can give you a, a good vibe but there's not a lot of people cheering you on there's nobody saying you're ready for a promotion that's entirely on you so the mindset of an entrepreneur is very different from a corporate employee there's nobody dictating my job description it's me every day having to figure out where's my energy best spent today to grow this business um not based on other people popping on my calendar, which I absolutely love. I'm very self-driven, so this works for me, but this wouldn't necessarily work for everybody. So really, in any of these transition scenarios, um, plan ahead, think before you leap, think before you have a baby, think before you job transition, make sure you're very clear about what you want that to look like. I was very clear that I wanted a full three months maternity leave. I was very clear that I didn't want to have a financial worry going into that. So tried my best to plan in advance. I was very clear on what I wanted before I left my company. And I, I interviewed many times before I decided to leap because I wasn't I wasn't running from something, I was running to something and that put me in a better situation, have a better fit for me once I actually did change um, organizations. And then when it comes to taking a full leap out of corporate, if that's on your wish list or on your bucket list, it's gonna take more planning in advance, it's gonna take experimentation and it is gonna take a level of risk. And you need to be comfortable with that. And so people ask me all the time, oh, Abby, I'd love to do that. I'm like, hey, what's your level of risk aversion? Like, <laughs> are you like, no, absolutely not, no risk. This needs to be fully baked. Well, then you're going to have to be a side hustler for a long time. And for me, I didn't have the time or the energy to side hustle, nor was I able to at my company. Um, they highly frowned upon, you know, working other jobs. So for me, it was... I can test things in my off time. I can explore my off time, but I didn't have time to build a business in my off time. I had to quit and then build, um, which is even another layer of risk. So all of those are things to consider. But ultimately, in all three of these situations, I had to give myself grace. 
I had to give myself space to make mistakes. I had to give myself space to be a new learner. I had to, I had to figure out what it was like to be a working mom. I had to figure out what it was like to be a sales manager at this new company. I had to figure out what it was like to own my own business and how do I make money and focus on the right things. And so grace and any transition. And I used to say this when I was a sales trainer and I trained all the new hires that came into our company. I used to say like day one, first meeting, I'm like, look, this is an amazing, amazing opportunity. Um, it's a lot of work. And it's going to take three to six months for you to progress from, oh my gosh, I'm so excited I got a new job to, oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing to, I'm kind of learning, but I'm making mistakes and that's frustrating to feeling like you at least kind of got it. So you have to give yourself that three to six month window before you say, hey, I give up. And this is like, you see all this talk about how millennials hop every like three to six months and they get new jobs and it. And you should not stay in a job that you are absolutely miserable in. You shouldn't stay in a job that's, you know, a toxic work environment where your boss is like berating you or anything like that. But if it's just because you're uncomfortable or because you feel like you're not getting it, like you have to get past that six month mark to figure out if it even is viable for you. Um, even with all of my, you know, work I've done on self-awareness and very clear about what my work, my work strengths are and not, you know, in my last role, I knew quickly I didn't enjoy it, but I tried so hard to not let that be the reason I bailed. I wanted to give it the full college try. So I gave it six months before I was like 100%. This isn't for me. And it wasn't because I actually loved the challenge of learning something new. It's just, it didn't check my boxes on work that I find fulfilling and that's okay. You know, I got some grief for who cares if it's fulfilling or not. You know, it's a good resume builder. It's a good this or that. But for me, you know, I, I put a lot of time and effort into my work and I want to enjoy it. And I think that that's fair if you're that kind of person to ask for that and to know that about yourself. But if you are going through a transition and maybe you're looking for a new job and you need help with your resume or you need help with interview questions and prep, you know, reach out to me. That's what one-on-one coaching is for. I'd be more than happy to help you through that. As a hiring manager and somebody who's looked at countless resumes, I can absolutely provide you with tips and guides, especially in home building. Um, if you're looking to change organizations or, you know, going into motherhood and you just want some help and you want to talk to somebody, I do free 30 minute calls with anybody. And then if working together makes sense, um, we can go from there and talk about coaching packages. But I really just want women to know that you're not alone. You're not the only one who returns to work after having a baby. You're not the only one who decides maybe corporate's not for me. You're not the only one who is curious, is the grass greener somewhere else? Um, and as somebody who's experienced all of those transitions, I am 100% here for you if you need help. But most of all, get clear, give yourself grace, and take some chances once in a while. You might be surprised where it leads. All right, that's it for today, ladies. I will see you next week. Bye for now.